Welcome to the DMP podcast. Callum, Nathan, Derek, talking about your MBA shit that has happened during the week. Um, so, um, yeah, I think we, we spent a lot of time last week talking about Kyrie Irving um, and his mercurial self and where the hell he was. But he turned up. He turned up. He, he responded to the APV. Man's back. <laughs> Very relaxed interview, almost falling asleep on Fuck. the Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, boy's back. Uh, he did bits yesterday as well, man. How many games has he played since he got back? He three games and he's he's putting up numbers. Yeah, I mean, he's had a couple of hours. So yeah, three <laughs> games. He scored, what, 37 in the first game, 38 in the... Uh, 28 uh, in the second game, 38 against the Heat. He's looking, he's looking back to Kyrie. Well, he's looking like Kyrie, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> man, uh, you know what, you know what, you know what I said last week, man. I always thought everyone's kind of overreacting to Kyrie. Like, you know what you're gonna get. As soon as he's on the court, he's gonna be doing Kyrie stuff. You know, I'm super happy to see him in the big three as well with like Harden and KD. I think like mm-hmm. they've obviously taken two very nasty L's in the past week. But yesterday, I was pretty intrigued to see, like, Kyrie actually doing a lot of the shooting <laughs> in the you fourth quarter. Like, Harden's <laughs> taking a... Harden, who I've always felt as being, like, the most selfish player ever, he's sacrificing a lot. Bro, he was passing the ball. It was, like, it was getting down on D. Point guard passing the ball. What? <laughs> if you oh, had to uh, pick, like, between the big three uh Brooklyn... To take your like last shot, who would it be? Katie all day. But Kyrie has the track record. Kyrie has got Kyrie is a big shot, big shot player. So yeah, but Katie is, is yeah, you can't stop Katie's shot. <laughs> well, what we're basically implying is that Harden's uh, like <laughs> they can stick to passing. Well, he's, I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised. How have you had a chance to watch any of the next games, Callum? Yeah, no, I caught uh, some of the, the, the games yet. I caught uh, the game yesterday against the Heat, uh, where Bam Adebayo also went off. But yeah, no, exactly right. that. Like, in the short highlights itself, it was more highlights of James Harden passing the ball, giving nice little dishes left and right. I redoing some nice stuff. Kevin Durant taking one step from the three um, from the three point line, throwing it down out of nowhere. Commentators giving man was out with an Achilles yesterday. <laughs> back with their most healthy Achilles ever. Um, but yeah, no, definitely the Nets are a team to be messed with. It's a big three that's definitely has the opportunity, providing health and everything to go the full way, in my opinion. So let's talk about that defense. Because they, although Kyrie has come on and has been scoring out of his mind, they've let in at least 124 points over the past three games. They yeah, they're, can... asking, they're asking too much of Joe Harris, man. <laughs> 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 asking way too much of that guy. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, so you're dro- you're dropping the number. They've let 128, I believe you just said. Do you know what? Like 124 every like, like in the past. Do you know what? The, like game. average. Is for like an NBA team, give or take. Is that about the hundred mark or higher or lower? You want to be good. I I don't know if there's like a specific. Uh, that's an interesting question. 
I'd say you'd want to be around the 110 mark, right? Because 100, if you if someone's guaranteed to score 124 points against you, you have to score 125, which, of course, yes, Kyrie Harden and Kept Durant have the ability to do, but it's not, you shouldn't be relying on that. And secondly, it's not, it's the people that are scoring 124 against them. The Cavaliers, the Cavs have the worst offense in the league, like analytically. And they were, it, it was in, like I watched the second second game. Jared Allen was dunking on these guys. Like he was just eating, like just as soon as the ball came into him, eat. Like it was, it, it, it was, it wasn't like I felt sorry for the Nets when I was watching it. Like the way he was just taking the piss. So uh, on that point of the Nets against the Cavaliers, once again, respect to Kyrie in the sense of respect to Kyrie and the Cavs, uh, that the Cavs gave him kind of like uh, a thank you for what you've done for mm. us, like welcome back situation and Kyrie showing the good old, the ring. Oh, you've seen that, you know that Supreme Dreams guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen, you seen the picture with the LeBron's like, um, I'm 36, I'm 36, Kyrie. <laughs> You got harder. I was just on the phone with his hand just out with the ring. Just <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's pretty nice that you got a little got, got a little tribute there. Was that his first time back since he left? A second, I think. Oh, why didn't they do it the first time? I don't know. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Who knows? I think I, I was looking at um, they were, they were talking about the um, trades that uh. That the, well, the trade that happened between the Cavs and Boston to get Kyrie, and Colin Sexton was the pick that they got from Boston. Yeah. What do what do what are you guys thinking about Colin Sexton so far? Hey, I saw a clip of Colin Sex, uh, Sexton calling out uh, was it Tim Hardaway Jr. It was some like OG legend at a game going, "You're trash, you're fucking trash, your son's fucking yeah. trash." That, that yeah, that was the thing with Colin Sexton, right? Because yeah. um. All the older heads didn't like him. So I think like he turned up just like he turned up and then LeBron left. What a point to <laughs> <laughs> So he turned up and all the old heads at like the Cavs were like, yo, this Colin Sexton guy that you got at the number eight to come and like carry the team now. It's garbage. And he was pretty bad for the first couple of seasons. I, I kept watching him and it was like, yeah, he's got energy and he could see the vim in his eyes, like, but he's kind of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might be getting mixed up, but did he not go off? Did he not have like a 42-point game? Yeah. No, he's yeah. talking about his first year. Like he's, about, he's, yeah, yeah. he's his third year, right? He's in he's a third year now, yeah. So he was pretty meaty in the first couple of seasons. And the old heads definitely didn't like him. Kevin Love hated him. I remember that. Kevin oh, Love have hated you seen his that guts. Play? There's, there's, a, there's a legendary play where Kevin Love... Bashes it, in it? <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin Love's like walking down the floor with the basketball and he's just like... Move here, move here. And then Colin Sexton is just ignoring him. And Kevin Love just switches and throws the ball out of the play. He's just like, just go, go absolutely mental. Like, they all hated him. JR Smith, all of them guys, they weren't on it. So it's pretty like cool. JR Smith, you either get along with him or you don't at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'd love to go out on a bender with I was going to say, Nathan, <laughs> Nathan loves JR. They always Nathan slap a guy. <laughs> I would love a weekend with JR Smith. Yeah, that would be that would be amazing. Be going golfing. It might be your last though. But he definitely wasn't on. Oh, <laughs> uh, but so I, I so yeah, my, my thoughts on the Nets. I I reckon they're they like they're what we thought, right? But they cannot go into the playoffs of that team. 
I, I think Philly will. I think Philly will, Philly will beat them. How they look right now, not because of the three superstars, but DeAndre Jordan is not DeAndre Jordan. Oh, did you see his putback? He, he had a putback dunk that made him look like he was nineteen again. The way that man jumped. Oh, but then I've seen a lot of like Harden's from like seven alley oops to him, and like he's managed to like you can see him trying. Like he's like, I remember I used to be able to reach, but so when you yeah. put um in the in the notes, are oh, the the Nets are looking like the monsters. Like he looks like when the monsters lost their their powers. Like he, like he's he's trying his hardest, but he just he just can't do it. He yeah. They, yeah they need to they need to sort out that rotation. Yeah, I mean, I think Chris Paul definitely gave DeAndre Jordan a career. <laughs> and I don't understand why they actually traded for DeAndre Jordan. It's because he's boys with his boys with yeah. um, is it KD or Kyrie? He's, I think KD. Yeah, that's what that's nepotism. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> but you see, like the NBA is, is one place where you see that a lot. Like Giannis, Giannis's brothers having careers in the NBA is is insane. Like they're they're so bad. <laughs> One of them also got posterized. I don't even know. All I know is I think the title of the YouTube video or the article was like uh, Giannis's brother posterized. <laughs> it didn't even give you his first name. It didn't give you who dunked on him just because of the name Giannis. Boom, it was there. Uh, imagine how that would feel though. Like anything you do in your profession, people are just going to be like, yeah, um, Giannis's brother. That, right. That's all you're known as. You're never known as your own first name. You're just this guy's brother. You're getting banked though. Like you're getting banked for being a guy's brother and not even sitting in the spotlight. Yes, I admit there's definitely not the road for all, but you give me that or you let me stay in Greece and do whatever I'm doing in Greece. I think I'd follow the path of my brother and then take what opportunity. Who knows? Two or three years down the line, two of them, three of them might play on the same team. Nah, man. To be honest, I mean, we're we're disrespecting We're disrespecting Like They're all, I mean... At least two of them are at least decent. Giannis and what's his Fanasis. Fanasis is not that that bad actually. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about Costas, but I know Giannis and Fanasis are like but, actually but possible. Isn't Costas the only one with a ring? One side, yeah. A ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the part? Right, when you say that, I'm sure the the Lakers, um, the person that photocopies the the team sheets also got a ring so yeah. you know <laughs> but once again at the end of the day as much as yeah having a name something you do have to have a certain skill level and a certain yeah, exactly in the nba and not only be in the nba but be in the nba for longer than a season or longer than a couple games jello is not in the league jello is not in the league jello's not there but if lamello is not telling people that he wants in the league if Lamelo gets good enough and says, "Bring my, bring my brother back," they'll bring his brother back. It has an influence. It has an influence, but it, but that's kind of my point: is that the Anthony Kimbo brothers destroyed that name. Uh, <laughs> they're still in the league, you know what I mean? Whereas I think the ball example kind of proves that okay, he wasn't NBA quality mm. at the moment. At the moment, yeah. True, true. Should we? Should we? Should we move to? Um, Nathan's boy, I think. I think Nathan, you talk about him every single podcast. Kevin Durant, no, nah, no, nah, he's not your boy. You don't know that. Kevin Durant's my boy, that's my guy. He's talking about your guy, Yanis, bro. He comes, oh, yeah, comes yeah. Across, across, the, across the road from you, bro. Took a couple L's, didn't he? But yeah, yeah, he took a couple L's. Come on, well, can't talk to KD, <laughs> can't talk to LeBron. What's he gonna do this season, man? 
Hey, but what did he do? What What was your thoughts on the um, situation that he got into with LeBron, or let's say LeBron put himself in that own situation? Was what, that a block? Was that? Yeah, that I mean, offensive goaltending is what the commentator called it, which I mean, yeah. physically possible and that quick. But I don't know about. Did he even go in? No, 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 no. no. He didn't go yeah. in, but he was held onto the basketball. He was held onto the rim. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard of that call before. It looked like a block to me. Um, just I don't know why. Block. I don't know why LeBron is complaining. Block or a foul, in my book. Yeah. You know, it's like it's uh, a fine line. Did he make contact? Did he not make contact? But the way they called it was on LeBron and not Giannis. But I give Giannis all the credit for it. Yeah, yeah. Giannis does Giannis things. Actually, no. I still want. I want to hear Nathan's. Actually, yeah, I want to hear Nathan's opinion on where where he yeah. thinks he is. Where he thinks he's going, Giannis. Yo, yeah. For me, he's going backwards. I'm seeing way too many plays. Like every time I tune in in fourth, third quarter in a, in a Bucks game, I'm seeing Chris Middleton <laughs> doing all the shooting. Giannis like shirking like the, the big defensive calls. Like you want him to be going up against LeBron and KD and stuff in the final minutes of the game. You know, that's wanting to do MVP stuff, but he's not doing that. He's still doing his kind of. What's what's he normally do? Like it's like third man defending, or what was it? Where he's like kind of it's the supporting guy, in it? Help defense. Yeah, it's healthy. That's what he's always doing, which is useful for the for the team. But like MVP, come on, be like, hand in the front. I saw that um, <laughs> uh, post game show where they were talking about Giannis knows how to play his position, but doesn't really know how to excel in other positions, such as playing in the post or. Whatever, mm. do you feel like that's something Giannis needs to learn to go forward, or is he able to kind of grow in his own position and work with his team to go further? In the so sense, he should he need to know how to excel in every position, but he should know how to lead every position. I I agree. Like I I think um he's he's he does what he does well, right? Like and when Giannis, if you're one on one with him. And he's um, and there's no shot blocker behind you. It's a guaranteed basket. Um, he and defensively, I, I, it annoys me as well that he doesn't go one on one against the best. If if uh, KD is dropping bombs on you, get on KD. Like I hear people like Marcus Morris doing shit like that, where they're like, okay, no, this guy's mine. And that's if you're the best guy in the league, you're defensive player of the year. You step up in a team talk and don't fuck what Bud says. You just say, no, that guy's mine. I don't care. Leave him to me. And then if you don't shut him down, fine. But you you put it on your back. But he, I, but the, the areas that I think that he should be improving on, and which I'm disappointed that he hasn't, it's not the three-point shooting. I don't care. He shouldn't be shooting three-pointers. It's the posting. He's got the strength and the ability, I think, to, if he gets into the post, and he's backing up his defender. It should be like seventy percent that he he's gonna. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I think he should, he should if he's because he he has so many other threats that you can't overcommit. And he's got a he's got a great spin move. So if he's if like so you can't overcommit on anything when you defend him. So if he gets his post game right, then just so when they, when you're deep into the playoffs and you're it's the final few minutes and you need to get a bucket, him doing the whole running at the defense isn't going to work. But if you pose it to him in an elbow, and he and you feel like he's comfortable that like yeah he's going to score, then that's points. I don't know, man. 
I think it used to be a thing where like Hakeem Olajuwon used to like take in all like the big men in the league and like take him, take them under his shoulder, you know, and he showed them how to do the dream shake. Exactly. <laughs> Obviously, like pandemic, so Giannis ain't got that yet. But um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not videos, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if Giannis can actually like bang in the post against like the proper big men in the league like that. I'm not sure if he's got the weight for it. Should be able to. You think so? Yeah. He's well, not gonna. He's not gonna do it to Embiid, of course. Like not on Embiid, it's not like he even do it to Zion. There's levels to it. You could do it. To, <laughs> I could, I think he, he could. He could. You could do it to Jared Allen, and I think Jared Allen's a is a pretty decent um, center in his league. He could so do it. He should be no. like eating in in front of DeAndre Jordan. I know when you when you get into like the playoffs, you're gonna you're gonna run into like proper big men in the post. Like I don't know if you've seen Clint Capella. Like Ramontada <laughs> this week, but like <laughs> it's not going to be like you're not going to see like small fives this year in the playoffs unless you're like with the Nets, I guess. Are you going to see like proper big men? Like, do so do you think the do you think the small ball experiment died with uh, with Houston? I mean, it's it can't be dead because like Harden is now at the Nets and they don't they don't really have a big man, <laughs> so they're going to have Jeff Green at the five. So that's I think that's going to be the closest to small ball we'll see in the playoffs. But I don't think in most other teams they're going to have a more traditional center or two. Mm. Yeah, I, I, even if he gets his post game up a little bit and he gets his free throw, the free throws is the, is the, is a, is a big worry as well because you can just oh. say you, 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 like he went one for ten the other night. Oh, poor! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just you what all you do is you just say all right, well let's just foul him. There's a fifty percent chance that he's not. There's less than well, he's got less than fifty percent. Ten percent chance he's going to make it. Pretty much, yeah. No, I think it was even one for twelve. I think it was even worse than that. It was like it was like the worst free throw shooting like game in God knows how long. But yeah, there's. I'm I'm surprised that I've not seen any decent improvement over the past year, which makes me less confident that the Bucks are going to do anything. Past the second round, Giannis and Tenton to complete fraud. What's your name? Giannis to fraud. No, what's what's your name, Nathan? I do what? Why is this coming? I'm just, I'm just trying to understand. Like, That's asking for my, for my trying government. to throw slander on your on your name. <laughs> no, don't worry about that, bro. I'm Nathan. <laughs> Is that a stripper pool you've got behind you, just like completely off topic? Yeah. <laughs> That's a stripper pool. It is, it is, right? Yeah. Either that or he's in a fireman station, but I'm going to say, I, I. Is that for, um, is that for workouts? Is that, do you use that to, to strengthen your core? Yeah, practice the flag, innit? Give us a twirl, give us a twirl. All right, moving swiftly on. We've talked about Giannis, but is he going to be MVP? Oh, nah, nah, he's. Do you know that sometimes there's a narrative um, that you have to do something extra if you're an MVP once, you have to do something extra. So when James Harden won it, because he lost in the playoffs, it kind of it meant that he had to do something. He had to go, like reach a different stratosphere, and he didn't. And then Giannis won it. And then I think now that Yanis has won it twice, even mm-hmm. he's at that level where 
people don't care now what you do in the regular season. Like it's yeah, he could he could have the best numbers, but nobody gives a fuck anymore. You got to show off in the playoffs. So I think because of that, he's not gonna he, he's not gonna really be in the discussion. I don't even think he'll be top three. So who is who's your top three? Mine or Nathan? Either. Yours. Um, I love Nick. I'm I'm part of Nikola Jokic's bandwagon. I, I was a late jumper. I jumped onto it late. I like only maybe like last season I jumped onto it, but I'm fully in 100% Nikola Jokic. I don't know if he'll definitely win it, but he's he's in my top three. Um, Joel Embiid is in there, and then my man, the sniper, Kevin Durant. Okay. Like, I I think he's got the narrative behind him. I think he's the top two player in the world anyway. Um, and yeah, he's he's going to be the main player on, on, the, on the Nets. Then, then my, my one question would be, uh, I'm presuming when you say, refer to Kevin Durant as a top two player, you're referring to LeBron James as number one. Exactly. Why are you not mentioning his name if he is number one? I, not because of LeBron, just because he's been playing, he's played... What out of the past 15 seasons, seasons like 14 postseasons, he had a short break. The Lakers have got more weapons. I I will see. I I I think they'll um give him more breaks and he'll take his foot off the pedal a little bit. And so that might not make him look so good. But, but he's do they have the luxury to give him breaks in the current climate of COVID protocols and different things? The Lakers do. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Lakers, the Lakers can. I, I, not when I say giving breaks, not like he'll miss the whole game, but they'll just let Dennis Schroeder play play for longer, or they'll let AD bully for the majority of a game. I, I think he'll just take. I think he even wants AD to win it more than he wants himself to win it. So that's why I discount him a little bit, not because of his greatness, just because how the season will work out. What about you, Nathan? Your top three or thereabout. Um. At this moment in time, I would go for KD, Embiid, and Curry, and maybe Jokic. Okay, once again, no LeBron, no Giannis. No yeah, for me, like Lakers are just too strong at the moment, and like LeBron and AD, they're not really playing at one hundred percent, in my opinion. Didn't AD like, just drop thirty-eight yesterday? Yeah, just yesterday. Right, he's been pretty meaty. Otherwise. We thought he did say he. <laughs> Been in a funk. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna drop 38 points. That's not, yeah. He hasn't been so good otherwise. But um, yeah, they're just super strong and they've just been on a roll. They're just grinding out these road wins. So I think yeah, LeBron's in too much of a favorites position, and the narrative doesn't favor <laughs> LeBron ever actually. So um, I'd go for Steph um, because he's really doing bits right now. Like Golden State are really like. Taking some wild wins, you know. <laughs> They're taking some wins. I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> some underdogs that you're always hearing their names in the sense of Trey Young or Lamelo Ball, stuff like that. Do you see them having a opportunity to really excel from this point on? Trey, what Trey Young? No, just like... names that are constantly um, popping okay. with high scores, highlight reels. This Luka Doncic is probably the one that could sneak yeah, in there, awesome. who like is who isn't traditionally in that conversation. Um, I I don't know why he's not really been spoken about this year in the same way. Because um, going into the season, everybody thought it's going to be Luka Doncic against uh, LeBron, 
Um, I so he's the one, but he's the one I would say maybe, but I, I've not seen enough that's made me think he's definitely going to be there. What about you, Callum? Have you who have you who've been your favourite so far? Well, I think I am. I think I am very open to the whole situation, and that's why I kind of posed the question on both ends of the spectrum of why are you not considering LeBron and why are you not considering people who are making movements on uh, like weekly or biweekly um, like situation. And, and I, as I say, I think I'm still very open. It's still very early to kind of tell. There's people constantly being uninjured. A name we've not even brought up, Zion Williamson, for example. Once again, does he have the opportunity to show out and show up? Um, I think there's lots of names and there's lots of opportunity and there's lots of time for... Callum's MVP. We won't talk... Who's been... Yeah, who's, who's your MVP, bro? Man said I'm open to the situation. Drop three names, bro. Uh, my you, threes. You, you've been watching me and like this. These these are the guys. Okay. I'd, I'd be up there with Kevin Durant, especially after seeing some of the highlights from last night. He's just came back from like a slow injury. Wait, have you guys seen Embiid? I feel like we went over that. Like, Embiid has been on an absolute tear this season. <laughs> Joel, Joel Embiid is top two, top three consideration. I also think it's hard for a big man to be MVP. No, that was it. So I was gonna bring that up. Do you know? Do you know who the last big man to win MVP was? Who? Shaq, two thousand one. Giannis isn't a big man anymore. When I say when we say big man, we're talking about we're talking about, <laughs> talking about a true centers, like a true center. Mm, I don't think it's more difficult for them though. But when was the? But I'm just saying, when was the last time a? It was probably Shaq. Yeah, I think it was probably Shaq. That was Shaq was the last one to win it. So yeah. that's twenty years. That there's not been a big a big man winning MVP, and I'd say we've probably got the best clutch of big men in the league for for a minute right now. Like Jokic, really doing MVP stuff every week. Embiid, really putting up monstrous numbers, and he's got a decent team around him this year. Like he can actually go and do something in the playoffs. So the narrative is there, and Embiid has always been one that everyone's always considered to be like an MVP guy anyway, because he has the basic ingredients, man. He basically yeah, he scores, rebounds, does all the basic big man stuff. Then he can also take on the opponents like strongest player, best player, and also take the three point shot. He has a wide range of play and he's very charismatic. I think that's also very important when you've got to think about the MVP conversation because like the media buys into charisma. Guys like Zion Williamson and Trey Young don't quite have that right now. Um People like Gian- Giannis had this whole like story around him, so that's why he got the back-to-back MVP. But there's always got to be some sort of like, no, I mean, there's got to be some sort of dialogue around him. And I think it's probably AD conversation. Sorry, we've definitely taken out AD from this conversation. AD hasn't shown enough so far. So in short, I'm going to use Shaq's words and not my own. You don't think <laughs> people like Trey Young and uh, Zion Williamson have what it takes to get to the next level? No, 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 no. Oh, is that the next level? Is MVP the next MVP, level? Uh, Trey Young, I don't think Trey Young will ever get MVP. I'm what? putting that on my name. I'm putting that on my mama. You um, think Kobe used to give out challenges? Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> I'm going to, wait, let me check his challenges. Like he told Giannis, you got to win the MVP. Right, continue. I'll look it up and I'll find out what. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think. I think. I don't think Trey Young will ever get MVP. There's something about him. I'm not. 
I don't, I don't think he has it to... I, I agree with you. He is not... Uh, one of the names that we are considering are the people who have won it, like even all the way back to Shaq, Kobe, you just brought up, LeBron, Kevin Jones. These are bigger than basketball people type thing, whereas Trey Young isn't. At the moment, is not bigger than basketball. It's not dominant enough. Like, you need to... like If you want to be MVP, you've got to dominate everything. Like... You need to when people see you on the on the on the team sheet, they'll be like, "Ha, ah, fuck, this is not going to be easy." When you see Joel Embiid, if you're a center, you're just stressed. Like I would like, you're just pissed. You're like you you know that this guy is going to be bullying you. You see LeBron stress. Jeez, yeah. Your kitchen your, it's stress. You see Trey Young's like, eh, he might, maybe he might, but I don't really no. know. So um, so yeah, but uh, yeah. On uh, on on Shaq, I didn't really see too much of Shaq. I, I've seen Shaq on a, on first take, uh, talking some nonsense. Oh, his antics! Apparently, he had a six pack, so he was promoting this uh this uh, diet pill thing, and he was he he was sending texts of him with a six pack, um, and then he was talking about um, I saw what he said to Donovan Mitchell, which um, in took everybody case. by surprise, I believe. Oh, yeah, what were your what were your thoughts? In a sense. I think what he said is kind of what he wanted to say, but I think he have said it in a more appropriate way, where it would have been construed by Donovan Mitchell in a more encouraging, like almost constructive criticism. Like in the sense of he could have said, look, where you're at right now isn't where you're going to, isn't going to get you anywhere. But if you were to do this, that, the next thing, that has, you actually have the potential to get to that next level. And I think at the end of the day, that's from my kind of positive thought process is what Shaq was trying to say. But the way it came out, just completely shat on Donovan Mitchell's like. No, I think he meant it exactly how he said it. (laughs) 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 It's Shaquille O'Neal. Like he's made, he hates every single player in the league bar Giannis from what I've gathered. That's the feeling I get, actually. I feel like he really hates all these young kids making money. He really doesn't like it because he thinks they're weak and he thinks they're soft. And you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, no one can say anything to Shaq because he'll still beat you up. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how long he was tearing into JaVel McGee? Remember how long that was? Bro, that was his mum. JaVel McGee's mum had to come and say, leave my boy alone. <laughs> Jabal McGee. McGee can get it sometimes, man. He's Yo, a come on, man. At the best of times. Both yeah, of them are. He talks about the Trailblazers uh, backcourt as being amazing. Like, to, be, to be honest with you, I agree more with Callum, but I don't. But but there's a. I, I also can't prove it. No, I, so I think he. I, I think he said it in a way that he was like he wanted to like create a fire in him, but it, it pisses me off that he he feels like he's. Uh, He's an old head, and I'm I'm coming in to like tell you you're not good enough because that's gonna push you to the next. You don't know Donovan Mitchell. Who do you think like? Who do you think you are? Like it was. What, what can you teach Donovan Mitchell? I see that I don't deny. I, I, I there's that there's levels of experience that Shaq has that not a lot of people have. That whether it's wisdom, whether it's do this, do that, whatever, be smart this way, use your footwork that way. Like, I think there is things Donovan Mitchell could learn from Shaq, but I also don't think it's a way to go about it. 
Of course, there's he can improve, but telling Donovan Mitchell that he is not a killer when Donovan Mitchell just in the last playoffs was dropping fifty every single game, and the only reason the Jazz didn't go through was like a Mike Conley free that went in and came out. Like, it's a little bit, it's a little bit harsh, but I think Donovan Mitchell handled it in the right way. Like, it's like cool, I've been proving you guys wrong before. I'll do it again. He doesn't need to prove anyone wrong. He's getting, he's gotten better every single season since he's been in the league. Ever since his outstanding like rookie season, so it's really just Shaq Hayton, and that's why we love Shaq in it. <laughs> like Shaq can do whatever the fuck he wants. He used to do it back in the day, and he's still doing it now. Who do you think's the next Shaq? Is in like the larger, the larger than NBA personality? It was meant to be Embiid, but like obviously Embiid's soft. And oh, I don't know. Like I wouldn't go far away from saying someone like Dwight Howard. He's a joker off the court. Shaq, Shaq ripped him, bro. That's already come and gone. That's yeah, already no, a thing, no, right? <laughs> Yeah, but what, when, when Shaq's retired. Then, oh, in that space. Yeah. Embiid will be the... Embiid, Embiid's got jokes, man. And I could he, also see JaVale make, Like, the people that Shaq has clowned on, I could see taking Shaq's place. I don't think so, because Shaq is Shaq because of what he's achieved in the I'll game. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. so dominant. I'm going to note this down. I'm going to note this down. Here's my good point. Who are your inside the NBA for the future? Like, we don't need to answer it now, but who are your four current NBA players? Oh, let's say it right no. now. No, no, no. Let's not do it right now. Let's, <laughs> let's calculate it. Let's calculate it. Let's come back to it next week. With a reason who's switching who out. Okay. Yeah? Okay. That's, that's still going to be there in 10 years. Right. Who knows? Who knows? And you'll have to be the first two, but I'll have a thing. NBA, I'm going to call it 2030. Did you see when CJ McCollum um, played in the playoffs with a broken back uh, when he had a back injury? And they're like, oh, you played with a back injury. And he copied that Mike Tyson interview. He was like, I broke my back. I still did it. I still did it. It's, it's final. It's final. <laughs> Hey, on the on the subject of boxing, uh, one thing that happened last night in the mixed martial arts boxing world was the arguable upset of uh, Conor McGregor. I don't like that. I don't. I don't want to say the N word. But you, you're not a fan of Conor McGregor. I, 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 to be honest, I don't like how he's perceived when you compare him to Floyd Mayweather. I think they're both dickheads, but people are like Floyd's an absolute prick. Blah blah blah. Conor McGregor does anything, exactly the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah, he's just confident. I I, I, I think one thing that's it amazed me last night was uh, I was doing a little bit of research into the fight. I, I remember watching the first one in 2014, and then I had a quick chat with one of my boys back home, Stephen, and we were looking at the betting odds, and Conor McGregor was the favourite, the favourite by miles. It was almost not worth putting any money for a knockout for Conor to even win the fight. Um, and that was purely because... He's a crowd favorite. He's not fought in a long time. He talks to talk exactly. Yeah, like they, when he fought Floyd Mayweather, people were betting on Conor McGregor, like against the greatest boxer of all time or one of the greatest boxers of all time, and they thought Conor McGregor actually had a serious chance of winning. So you, you, you so you're saying you're not going to bet on Logan Paul whenever that comes around. I would. I, I don't. I don't know. You know. I don't know. I might put a cheeky bit of money just to just for a bit of fun. But hey, I'd, I'd put it on the YouTuber for jokes. 
How, how was the fight? I didn't watch it at all. Like, um, first round, it was pretty even. Lots of kind of clinching at the side. Lots of shots fired. Um, nothing really hit. Lots of little leg kicks from Poirier to McGregor. That uh, when I actually came to the second round took effect. Like Connor, like in the post-fight conference, was talking about how my legs dead. My legs dead. I couldn't find my balance. I couldn't get the hits that I wanted to. One good shot led to another good shot. Poirier attacked. Connor's out on the floor. Over and done like that. Both show great respect to each other, though. Oh, you look pretty washed up, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the future of the UFC now that, like, their superstars aren't... Uh, like, you had your Conor McGregor's, you had your John Bones, like, the guys who, like, make people tune into UFC, now they're not really at the level. Do you think the UFC will still be at the higher level? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Because, like, look at your Floyd Mayweather, for example. When was the last time Floyd Mayweather competitively boxed? What, five years ago? Six years ago? There you go. And now he's still making movements in that sense. So Conor McGregor, you get him, that's a name, that's a legacy. John Bones Jones is a half legacy because of the drugs, blah, blah, blah. Daniel Cormier has already went into commentating. You've got Khabib, also Numenerov, something along those lines. He's also semi-retired. No, there's definitely, I think there's definitely an opportunity for a new name to come sometime soon. No, we know who's going to be, man. It's going to be Israel Adesanya or Kamari as well. I like him a lot. I like, I like Adesanya a lot. I'm one of those guys. And he's actually a good personality as well. I don't know. Talking about UFC's legacy. Don't you think it's a bit dubious though? Like, there's always like a new big face in UFC, but I don't feel like... That's how the sport works. But you never look back on them so fondly, innit? Like, remember Ronda Rousey? You know what I mean? Like, that was a... That was a <laughs> But I think also from like her point of view, she's making money. Whatever she is doing now is up to her. You know what I mean? Whether we remember her or not, that doesn't make a difference. But she's that's, made it. But that's still UFC's legacy, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in, in boxing, you have like the big heavyweight champions. You know what I mean? Um, do you quite have that in UFC right now? Besides maybe John Jones. And I guess Khabib now. No. So I think, I think that could also, like, to my, my last point on the UFC, I think that could be, like, down to the point of Conor McGregor controlling the UFC for what it was, like, on across several weight classes for a number of years. Oh, yeah, that's true. He did do bits, to be honest, until he got... I mean, he, he, he made them, <laughs> put them into a, like, a multinational... Yeah. Like, multi, like, he really kicked them into a different stratosphere. And he was... He could demand what he wants. Now, Dana White's probably looking at him like, yeah, bitch... If you want, if you want to make some money, you you've got to, you've got to bend over and listen now because he was taking the piss a couple of years ago. Yeah, he was also taking the piss out of Dana White at the uh, pre-fight conference. He went, "I'm sitting here now. I don't have to fight, but I'm sitting here with more money than fucking Dana next to me." <laughs> and you're like, "Okay, shit. All right, you got a point to prove." Yeah. Hey man, it doesn't matter if you talk shit if you can back it up. He stopped backing it up. I'm just not good segue about talking shit and backing it up. Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> All of last year they talked shit, they couldn't back it up. Now, this year with Ty Lu, looking decent. Nathan, you said earlier in the week you started to gain some, some respect for Ty Lu. 
Do you want to? Yeah, man. The Clippers are looking very good. Kawhi's really like playing himself back into form. Paul George is doing his regular like his regular season form, which is always very good to be honest. Shout out to Pandemic P. But um, Tyler has really impressed me a lot. Like as I was mentioning like earlier in like the group chat, like never really gave him the due respect because obviously his pre uh, prior successes came with um LeBron James and Kyrie Irving, which is obviously going to color like the narrative a certain way. But looking at the Clippers this year, they're looking very good. Like I always thought my big issue with the Clippers was that they didn't really have a point guard and some of their rotations were a bit weird. So like when you had like the likes of Paul George and Kawhi coming off, they looked pretty languid with just Lee Williams on the court. But um, I think Ty Lue, like basically, what's he done? He stopped playing like three backup point guards at the same time. <laughs> and they're looking really good in rotation. So like they can actually keep up sustained pressure throughout entire games, put points off on the board. And they look really good. Like Kawhi's really looking amazing right now. He's another MVP shout, maybe Loki and Paul George. <laughs> uh, that, that was going to be my point. It was going to be like, who are you? Uh, who's shooting the last shot for you necessarily for them? Kawhi, Paul George. But you, you kind of mentioned both their names there. And I think both wow. of them, given the right time or place, can do it. Mm. You would, so you want to give Paul George the ball? Um, no, no, I was just saying in the sense of you talking about them succeeding. I'm talking to Nathan, like, do you want to give Paul George the ball in the last 10 seconds in the playoff series, game seven playoff series? I think Paul George is probably a better shooter than Kawhi. Not talking about his shooting. This is about, like, the... Like, I would argue, who's your alternative? Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's like proper clutch moment, you go to the guy with pedigree, and that's obviously Kawhi. But I'm not going to be like Paul George. Also deserves to be able to take that shot. I mean, if you miss, you miss. <laughs> it happens. Steve, <laughs> from what I saw, because I I backed the Clippers to go all the way, and I like I, I'm a, I'm a Paul George fan as well, and I'm a Kawhi fan, so I I really wanted to see them do this, and. I've never seen a mental, I don't think I've seen a team mentally crumble like that before. So no matter what I see from them, because last year I don't think people remember, but they were the best offense. They were second best offense in the league after mm. the Mavericks. So it's not like this is something that they haven't reached before. They're, they're doing it in a different way. Like they're doing, I think their three point percentage as a team is insane. Like even Nick Batum is shooting like 45% from three. It's 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 insane right now. But um they're literally not missing shots. <laughs> not missing shots. But the way they're playing as well is giving them like ties put a scheme in place that actually means that they having a lot, they have a lot of open shots. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck right now. I'm sorry. Like you, you scarred me too much, man. I'm like, you know, when you're uh, you've, you've been abused by your part your, by your partner, and then like <laughs> they like to be good to you, and you're like, nah, man, but I know you're gonna hit me one day. Or like Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> You're always fine. <laughs> yeah. I could ask them, bro. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I mean, you have to take into account that it was a, in the middle of a pandemic and they were in a bubble and it was very, very different circumstances compared to the usual regular NBA offseason. True, but the, I, I've just never seen that from a sports team. Like, I've never seen some a crumble. Like, yeah, I don't, can, you think of a, can you think of a collapse worse than that? Rockets. No, no. 
OKC after Dame Lillard. <laughs> but um, not a postseason like that, really. That was really, really bad. It didn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, I, I, I put in uh, in our notes the Knicks. I don't know if you guys have actually watched them at all, but are we like they they look like an actual good team? Like they look respectable, mm. really good defensively. Really good defensively. Like they make every position, every possession super tough for the opposite team. Like mm. not, I don't think they're massively gifted, like in terms of like um, attacking quality. But um, Julius Randle, doing bits. <laughs> if you can hold your, the other team to 75 points, pff, you're going to get wins. You're going to get wins. They're, uh, yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised. It shows, I think we talked this week about Tom Thibodeau last week, but it does show like um, what a good coach can actually do to, do to your team. So the improvements for some players, like Julius Randle really has improved a lot. Like, I don't know if you remember him from the Lakers. Always thought he was kind of good at the Lakers. Like, he was very reliable. Mm. But it was relatively one-dimensional. But coming into this season, he's very, very well-rounded. Like, if you check his numbers, he's got, like, his assist numbers. They've got, mm. like, an amazing, like, very... He's facilitating play on a different level this year. And I guess that's helping a lot with the Knicks as well. Because they've got, like... They've got some pretty average players, let's, let's be real. Yeah. Like, RJ Barrett, like... But uh, have you seen their, <laughs> you seen their um their point guard? Some I've forgotten his first name quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah with the floater in it. <laughs> you look like a, like a nice little find there. Well, signature move. Is this a rookie? It's a name I've not heard. Yeah, he's a he's a rookie. Mm. American, okay. European, American, but he wasn't picked in the top ten. Um, he might have been a second round pick. Um, I have a higher twenties or second round, and he's been a surprisingly decent fight. Have you seen his? Have you seen his signature move? It's like it's really nice. It's got this really nice floater. Check it out. It's actually like passing now. It's like the, it's like the sky hook. <laughs> <laughs> it gets into like just into like yeah. Let's continue. I'll send you a video afterwards. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. And then any any sort of surprise teams or any teams that you've seen that you're like ah, I didn't know that these guys were yeah who's who's your who's your secret team your your, your guilty pleasure team Washington Washington <laughs> you're not getting any pleasure right now they're not even playing <laughs> Washington Westbrook's the boy your your Westbrook all day I love a bit of Westbrook. Westbrook shooting the same percentage as Kelly Ubro this season, yeah. <laughs> For reference, that's bad. <laughs> that's very bad. Can carry this team to the playoffs. Callum. Sorry, I didn't hear the question. You think Westbrook can carry this team to the playoffs? Um I don't see why not. <laughs> <laughs> Callum, you're being very political today. Like, uh, I'm not going to... I don't, I don't see why not. I don't think it's definitely an easy task at hand, especially with Thomas Bryant now being out. But, uh, yeah, I would say every dog has its day in that sense. It's definitely not going to be easy, but it's not... Especially in this current, once again, this current situation, the current world we're in, who knows what team's going to be where, who knows what player is going to be available. So, um I would say it's tough, but it can be done. 
just like for every team in the league, I wouldn't count any team out at this stage. Who's your guilty uh, pleasure? You can, you can count some teams out. You can, you can count the Pistons out. But the Pistons ain't going yeah. nowhere. I would the count Pistons. them. Well, <laughs> what teams I have? No, I've not heard of them. <laughs> the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> team that drops the uh, Jello. Um, Who? I've not heard of him either. <laughs> Wait, well, well, sorry, what was the question? I was, I was <laughs> your pleasure, your guilty pleasure, your team. If you're watching, you're like, yeah, I shouldn't be, I, don't, I shouldn't like these guys, but I like them. Oh, I think it's the Pacers. The Pacers have been really good. It's a good pick. I like them. I like that. Them as well. Yeah, they've, they've been really, really solid this season. Other than that, I like, I really like the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers are good. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you're on your own with that one. I don't think anyone. Yeah. Big fan of, I don't think the Lakers are going to go anywhere this year. I know. Who who are you guys following for like, I mean, you've got to have your favourites based on fantasy as well, right? So, the Cavs, I'm, I, I just I just like, I just like the Cavs. The Cavs. They seem frisky. I like Larry Nance Jr. He's, uh, he's, he's, I've only started following him because of fantasy, but he's like top steals and he does, he does a lot of good things. I reckon that if they wanted to, they could get some, they could trade into a contender and get some good money or good uh, good assets. Um, but yeah, now the Cavs, I like them. And I like the name Sexland, I like the Sexton Garland Sexland combination, you know. Is Garland back? Yeah, yeah, he's back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to get a Sexland t-shirt. <laughs> Sounds like a really shitty European <laughs> festival. <laughs> Wait, I'll fit in. I'll fit right in in Berlin, walking around with sex down on my chest. That's true. Just oh. make sure it's a black leather T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope I don't get cornered by any uh, frisky guys as well. And then what? Well, on to culture. So what? LeBron is LeBron's dropping this uh, uh, what sneaker combo with Nike or? I don't know. Um, he virtually shared on his Instagram. I think it was initially in a live or a story, and then he shared it as a post that, um, hey, keep your eye out. Nike, me are doing this thing on the 23rd of every month coming for the next so many months. Uh, whether whether it's going to be a sneaker drop, whether it's going to be a apparel drop, uh, I didn't look too heavily into it. But no, I'm definitely excited to see what like noise is brought around it in the sense of to me nocta drake and nike mm. came and went it kind of disappeared they did a second drop no one really cared about it to to my knowledge um will this be a lifestyle thing will this be a basketball thing will it be something for charity will it be something somehow lakers related kobe's memory what will it be I think there's lots of opportunities, especially between the two protagonists, Nike and LeBron, but who knows? What will it be? Yo, guys, I finally dropped Lamarcus Aldridge in fantasy. I'm trying to get <laughs> By the way, on the subject of um, dropping, um, not dropping players, <laughs> dropping uh, dropping releases, do you, what do you think about dropping big releases during a pandemic? Is it is it smart to be doing it right now? Like, in what sense are you talking sneakers? Yeah, so, if I was, so with Drake dropping Nocta, like like you said, it came and went. It doesn't really when you drop something during a pandemic. I, don't, I feel like it doesn't get a chance to really have a culture. Uh, I don't know. The whole world is digital now. You know, oh. fashion weeks are digital. 
drops are digital, lookbooks are digital. You don't have the opportunity to touch something before you buy it. Oh, what do you mean by it came and went? Like, are you? Are, we wouldn't be talking about it like next week. Oh, it's not like the, I'd, be, I'd be wary of that. I'd be wary of that in fashion, because like you know, hundred percent, everything's like that. But then again, you every now and then you get something like off white Virgil, which arguably is still relevant today. You know. Okay. Or something as simple as a Kobe sneaker, like a, a Kobe 5, which came out probably mid-2000s, is still relevant today yeah. and it's still going up in price. Well, my Where point is not a collection, not that it was a bad collection once again, but yeah, what's happening with it, you know? Well, my point is more, yeah, you can drop, dropping it is fine, right? But then allowing it to become a movement. Right, and then what? How that? What happens with that is that you see it on a couple of people outside, or a, a few influencers are wearing it in, in in some venues or whatever, and then it starts to become more than like the promotions that you do um, as a company. But when you do that during a pandemic, I'm not seeing what anyone's wearing. I don't know that like, Nathan could be wearing the cleanest like kicks I've ever seen, but but then you realize it's Nathan, and that's not going to happen. Exactly, that's probably not going to be the case. Oh, but I'm just in my toes right now. <laughs> the, these these north north face <laughs> savior g sevens yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think like like drop if you drop something big now you're you're not giving yourself the best chance i definitely agree and i think like a lot of i think that's actually related in what's getting dropped now it's not so much like for instance Nocta was time appropriate in the sense it was a puffer jacket and a pair of sweats because realistically right now in a pandemic, especially in Europe, you're either sitting in sweats in a house or you're going for a walk in a puffer jacket. It was two sensible items to drop, whereas Nike just dropped like a mule similar to like the Northeast mule, where it's a slip on shoe, but it can also be worn outside. So once again, it's time appropriate, but there is no hype item necessarily. There is collabs that come and go, but there's nothing... This is specifically hype, but that's also quite common around like the winter season. Summer's definitely a lot more hype stuff comes out in summer because you can wear more things in summer. Yeah, but to be honest, like I think I think it's still a good move. At the end of the day, like Nike's been making a lot of collaborations and if things it keeps things moving, it keeps things greased over. They can always revisit the not the thing later on. And 100%. I don't think it necessarily came and went because I'm still seeing people wearing knots around the socials. Callum, Mr. Influencer here, got socks the other day. Uh, well, don't, 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 don't mess my guy's game up, man. <laughs> well, I can't know. If, if I see it on sale, I'll definitely cop. I guarantee you, you're going to be seeing it for a time. Also, remember with like, style and fashion, I'm the old guy of the group. I don't know what's going on half the time. I've still got like an Adidas t-shirt from flipping like Foot Locker. Like, I <laughs> Oh, I'm just doing the basics, baby. Meanwhile, like for those of you who can't see this, Nathan's wearing his uh, Grant's tea towel on his head. <laughs> it's cold. But that's because, <laughs> because Nathan walked into some fire as soon as as soon as he joined the call. So you know, I was a bit mad. <laughs> Trying to put it on the boy. Oh man, yeah. Is there any other any other topics that anyone wanted to cover? I feel like we've. Nothing. That's perfect timing. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, look, that's been DMP. Thank you to Nathan, Callum, and myself. 
of course. Um, yeah. Um, look forward to catching up again next week. Uh, next week, we're going to be seeing who are the people in, inside the NBA. So get thinking about that and we'll come back to you. We'll come back to you. <laughs> All righty. See you next week. Good boys. <laughs>